Welcome to the Build Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5 podcast. I'm your coach, Pamela Pritchard, and I help you go from employee to business owner. Whether you're creating your first client or learning how to create clients on repeat whilst holding down your day job, I'll help you make your business dreams a reality. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Building Your Coaching Business Around the 9 to 5. This is a very special episode because I have for the first time a guest joining me and not just any guest, one of my dear recent clients who have completed her six months inside Thrive, my one-to-one coaching program to help coaches build their coaching business around the nine to five. I am delighted to introduce Roz Bacon, who is a mindset and life coach at Daisy Life Coaching. Roz, would you like to say hello? Hi, I'm so (laughs) happy to be here. I really feel very privileged. Thank you for inviting me. Ah, it's a pleasure to have you. Before we dive in, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit more about what you do and the kind of clients you serve and what kind of coach you are? Of course, yeah. So as you said, I'm a mindset and life coach. Um, and I am yeah, a life coach in the sort of traditional sense of the word, I guess, in that I coach on all aspects of life. So a little bit unusually, maybe for some people in the industry, I don't have a specific niche. Um, I have that kind of bend towards, yeah, mindset coaching and like helping my clients to become more positive in general and, um, yeah, get unstuck. I think that's the key thing that I do with most of my clients. They come to me feeling stuck in a rut in some sort of way, but that could cover any aspect. So it could be career, it could be in their relationships. It could be, I even had a client who wanted help with his mindset around playing chess. Um, I've got a client at the moment who's going through a marriage separation. Um, Yeah, so, and if I'm completely honest, part of that has been my kind of journey. So I've been a coach now for um, over a year, like with with paid clients. Um, And I've always kind of kept it open in terms of the sort of clients that I have. And I've sort of made a conscious choice, I guess, not to niche down too much. Um, but as time goes on, I do actually really enjoy the variety of coaching different people about different things. And I think that as life coaches, we can coach anybody on anything. Um, so yes, I coach my clients on a variety of different topics. Oh, I love that so much. I love it on so many levels and I love really providing context and being transparent. I say this on my consults, I say it in my marketing and it's important to say here, So you've been a paid coach for over a year and those who have been listening to me for a while now know that my Thrive One-to-One coaching program is six months. So you came to me having been already certified and already getting some paid clients, right? Yeah. So when I say it was over a year, to be completely transparent about that, it was a year yesterday. (laughs) Oh my gosh, congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. A year yesterday since I made my first paid sale. Um, so I got, I started, um, my training in January 22, um, and I got my two certifications, three actually by sort of, yeah, um, between April and August and took on my first paying client, as I say, at the end of July last year. So yeah, by the time I started with you, which is in the January, um, I had had, yeah, a few, quite a few clients, but it was very, it was very kind of inconsistent. Um, and what, yeah, well, I think I signed probably maybe a client sort of every month almost up until that point, but it was, 
yeah, it's nothing like it's been this year. There's been definitely a massive shift since, yeah, this year, for sure. (laughs) And I remember you saying when you joined, you wanted to take the business seriously and feel like a real coach. And when you said that, I resonated so much because I know that when I started wanting to go into like, I'm ready for paid clients now and I've got my certification, I remember feeling exactly the same way. And even when I started getting my first few paid clients, it still didn't feel real because for me, it didn't feel like I really knew how I was getting those clients. It didn't feel like a done deal. So every new month was had that element of uncertainty. And I didn't feel confident set claiming that I was a real coach or a paid coach because I didn't feel confident I knew how to create clients. So I was always really intrigued when you said that. I thought, oh my gosh, I can fully relate. I've been on that journey. I'm literally a few steps ahead of you. And this is exactly why I created Thrive. So for our listeners, I'm sure so many people can relate to this too. What did it mean to you to feel like a real coach? And do you feel like a real coach now? I do now, most days, <laughs> probably 90% <laughs> of the time, like the doubt could still come in sometimes. But um, I remember saying to you that uh, it was taking it from the year of the side hustle to like a, a proper business. Yes. Um, and I think in those first, in those first few months, first six months, definitely, it felt like a hobby, I think, like a, because I was working full time then as well. And and now I'm, I work four days a week on my nine to five, which has been a great shift. That's only happened this month. Um, but yeah, it just, just felt like a hobby of something that I was doing. And the fact that I was getting paid for it at times, first of all, felt I felt like a bit of a fraud um, and also just felt really un- unexpected. Um, whereas now, yeah, I definitely feel like a, a real coach. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> um, I definitely feel like a real coach. I do feel like I, I, you know, deserve and and I have worth in order to be paid, and that my, I feel like my my knowledge and my experience has grown hugely in the over the course of that year, and specific particularly over these last six months. Um, but also just yes, yeah, sort of my how I sort of identify myself. I guess now I think if you know, when I meet new people, don't meet that many new people because I work from home a lot of the time. But <laughs> when I do meet new people and they would, if they were to say to me, what do I do? I would say, I'd probably say I've got two jobs. I have said that recently, actually. I say, I would say I'm a life coach and I'm also an operations director. Um, but in my, in my heart and soul, I feel like I'm a coach mm. primarily. And I just four days a week do another job. <laughs> I love that shift so much and it was something that I remember we coached on a a fair bit and I hear a lot with other clients and just generally in the coaching industry is that guilt that we feel when and I know I felt this too when I was still in my corporate role building my business that guilt about having other interests not being 100% dedicated to my nine-to-five anymore and the interesting thing was is that my performance didn't necessarily drop. Yeah, there were moments where sometimes it felt like my attention wasn't 100% in work when I should have been. And that's normal. But it, to me, it felt like cheating. I remember thinking that. And yeah. this is a big thing that I do a, a lot with my clients is getting out of that mentality, mentality. Because unlike a monogamous relationship, you don't have to be monogamous in your career. 
we are hired to do a role and as long as we fulfill that role then that is it's more than suit you know more than um more than fine to have other interests so that shift I'd love to talk about because I know our listeners will be feeling the same way what for you helped you in that shift so I know it was something we coached on what was it that helped you take that shift and and how did it feel afterwards when you were let felt less guilty and did it go away completely or is it there sometimes still it's still there sometimes um to be completely honest I think going to four days a week has massively helped with that shift but it was already there it's what enabled me to go four days a week um and as an aside by the way I don't think without our coaching without you without Thrive I would have had the guts to ask for that in the first place and to actually go through with it and do it so thank you for that massively (laughs) you're so welcome Um, but I think I think and I remember in at least one of our coaching sessions us talking about this um and I think one of the things that massively helped me was genuinely the fact that knowing that you'd been in that situation before and that you understood it in a way that nobody else really in my life could, like my husband or friends, it, it just couldn't quite get it. Um, and yeah, to start off with, I mean, definitely last year for sure, I just had that because you're sort of programmed, aren't you, throughout your life, you know, especially I'm in my 40s, so I've and I've been working since I was 18. So for yeah. a very long time. You're programmed to just purely be focused on your job and your, you know, promotions. And I've always, I've always been quite ambitious in that sense, like climbing the ladder and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it helps that I've got to a place in my nine to five where there isn't really anywhere else for me to go within the organization. And they know that and I know that. Um, but there was still definitely that guilt, that that guilt about having just not being 100 percent focused on it on having something else that was my passion and also coming to terms with that and accepting that that was the case. And it's almost like a little bit of a grieving process somehow, because you have to let go of the person that you were and the person that you thought you were going to be. And you also have to acknowledge the fact that actually I've not been happy in this place where I am for a very long time. And I've just been sort of going through the motions. Um, but to pick up on your point about the guilt thing, I kind of have got to a place now where I think, you know, I've been in my organization for eight years, so that helps. It's a long time. I've worked really hard. I've managed to get myself into a situation now where I'm not so client facing. I ironically, I kind of coach my team within my within my company. Um and I'm there if they need me, but my I've got to the point where my I'm not required to be so mentally like my mental load from my day job isn't as high as it used to be. Yeah. But I've sort of accepted the fact that I've worked really <laughs> effing hard to get to this place. And now I sort of deserve to be able to diversify, to look around to see what else there is there. Um and also through the conversation that I had with my bosses around going to four days a week, full disclosure, I still haven't told them about the coaching business yet. <laughs> That's in the plan for the next six months once I've been going four days a week for a while. But I've told them that it's in order for me to think about my future. 
Yeah. And that, that, that I've said to them, I never want to work anywhere else, but I don't want to work here until I retire. And they get that. And they understand that. Um, and being able to almost have that grown up conversation with them was something that I don't think I would have been brave enough to do before. And so through doing that, now the fact that I work part time <laughs> and not full time means that that guilt has gone away even more because you know, I work for them part time and I run my business and I do the two things simultaneously and that's okay. Yes. So it's the next stage is building up to actually saying to them, by the way, I've got another business or not, because it doesn't, it it really isn't any of their business. Yeah. Like you say, like I'm perfectly entitled to do something else outside of those hours. And that's what I do. So. Oh, I am my heart. Honestly, I wish like earlier coach me could have heard such an inspirational story like this and it's exactly why I do this because it's I got I've been through it you're going through it and I I know that there will be people listening to this who will be so reassured and so inspired to see that women in established successful professional careers can make this transition and do it on their terms because whatever the vision there's always that mid messy middle where yeah we can't just leave it all and go full time and or financially it's not viable or we just don't want to and there are so many options around alternatives to it just being all or nothing like you've chosen to go four days and I know when we met that was something that was on the vision board and it's weird to think time passes anyway right and here we are and it's mad (laughs) yeah and when you did it you said you said it's actually oh my gosh like when you said it's time and then you said oh my gosh it's actually when I anticipated it would be happening it's like this is manifestation in action you it requires your active input and your active participation but you also did it like you got here you have every right to be so proud of everything you've achieved and it's been incredible to witness oh Oh, thank you I was terrified (laughs) if you remember (laughs) to actually do it and I sort of did it in stages it was like send the email asking for the meeting have the meeting yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, I remember even sending that first email and yeah, I was so scared going into the conversation with them. I'm going to be completely honest about it. But and and I under I get the fact that I'm really lucky and that I work for a Dutch company. They have a kind of they have quite a mentality around part time working. A lot of people work right. in yeah. our other office in the Netherlands four days a week already. So I'm I'm lucky in that respect. But it still it still felt like making a statement. I felt like I was saying I am no longer a hundred percent committed to this job anymore. Yeah, and sort of putting that out there to them and to 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 my team, it, that was also part of the nerves that I had around it. Kind of communicating it to my team, the people that that I manage, yeah. sort of saying to them like your your boss is no longer going to be working five days a week. But they they were all completely you know supportive of it. Um, and I don't work Fridays, and Fridays are generally a quieter day anyway. So you know, yeah. a month in. It feels like it's going well, but we'll see. Yeah, and this is it, right? Because this is the this was something I really wanted to introduce as well was having that balance of life and business. Because there were sessions where we barely touched on the business stuff, and there were other sessions mm-hmm. where all we did was business stuff. And being able to meet you where you were at was was well, from my perspective, it felt important to contribute to your business success because your business doesn't operate in a bubble. 
And going through things like that grieving process and deconditioning from that programming that you talked about, again, all stuff that I absolutely went through and to see you go through and support you through that. It was if you're for, to expect any kind of success in your business, you need to be, ideally you want to come into your business feeling as supported and as whole as po- possible. And it it would be a disservice to our career, to our life, to everything we've worked for and that's led us here not to acknowledge the role that our nine to five has and how important 100%. it is that we feel we feel that fullness coming into our business and that we can be there in full integrity. And that, that you have done so, so well. And I loved how it happened that you ended up wanting the Fridays off and you had so many clients that were naturally landing on a Friday as well. It was like yeah. everything was just falling into place. The universe was definitely giving me a nudge in that direction. But um, actually, you just listened to you say that has made me think as well about something else that you helped me with massively was the the resentment factor Mm. um and that's something that I need to be careful with now that I'm sort of going it alone because I can feel it sometimes creeping back in again but um yeah helping me to reframe how I felt about my nine to five yeah so sort of realizing the benefits of it the fact that it that you know the financial security um the fact that I do have a lot of flexibility and autonomy so I'm very lucky in that respect um, and the fact of seeing it as something that supported my business rather than something that worked against my business. Yes. And that was a real shift that happened for me. Um, like I say, now that I'm out there in the big wide world by myself, sometimes I feel myself if a, a work call gets dropped in at a time that's not convenient. I'm like, oh, what is that? And I have to <laughs> remind myself, no, it's OK. <laughs> But yeah, that's been that was so helpful as well. Yeah, good. And it it, it is that, isn't it? It is um, knowing when to turn it on and knowing when you can turn it off. Because especially yeah. in your role, and a lot of my clients, they are in senior positions, and that's the point. You're hired for your for the fact that you can deal with shit when things hit the fan and they need you. You're a hundred percent there. And it was it was that permission slip to be in your nine to five when your nine to five needs you. And yes. if it didn't, then you have the autonomy and flexibility and you leveraged that and made it work for you. And I remember there were, there were some days where it was like, actually, can I, should I, is this right in the like moral balance of that? And I, I think having that integrity is so important. And I think the fact that you were worried about that is in and of itself showing that you were doing the right thing. But that's why it was so helpful to have you because I don't know if you remember, there was a conversation that I'd had with my husband (laughs) about when I was going four days a week and he sort of said to me, well, you'll only be able to do your coaching on a Friday now. You you won't be able to do coaching Monday to Thursday. And I was like, yeah, I will. (laughs) I have been up till now. So like, so I generally, I try to keep it. I do a session at lunchtime and I do a session after work. Roughly, I try to keep it as that. Um, and it, it sort of really got my back up at the time. And he's amazing. He's very supportive generally. But I think he was just trying to sort of have some kind of moral compass for me or something. And I remember then talking to you about it on Boxer, I think. Um, and it's, again, that sort of reframe of thinking that that at this point in my career, I am that I'm my value. What I earn is based on my value. So what I give overall rather than the time that I'm sat at a desk 
from nine to five. I won't please call it nine to five. It's not about that. And it's it's and I'm lucky, I guess, that I'm I'm a projector, so I'm quite efficient. <laughs> so I'm able to sort of switch easily from one thing to another. Yeah. But as long as I you sort of help me to realize that as long as I'm not dropping the ball on anything and I'm still I'm still giving that value. And sometimes that value is almost just um, it's an intangible thing that 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 people, you know, external clients of the organization and people within my team, they know that I'm there. They know that that, you know, I'm always going to be there for them. Yes. But so as long as I'm still providing that, then it's OK to work on my business outside of that. Yes. And again, it's that comes back to that whole guilt thing again. But it takes you need somebody who's been there like <laughs> you have to be able to understand that and to support you through that. Yeah. And alongside that as well, because it's, um, I always say it's easy to get busy in your business and you are incredibly efficient and you were, you were, you are really on the ball with your processes and what you need to do and you get it done. And so finding that balance of, and actually that segues really nicely into what I'd love to hear some more about as well is like in the business itself, you you really don't waste time on things that aren't actually contributing to creating clients. Now, I'm sure you're probably thinking you definitely do waste time sometimes. <laughs> I know I still do. But by and large, you you I would say overall, you really do direct your efforts where it matters. And anything else is also a nice to have. That's definitely been my perspective of you. We've never had to try and get um concise about where to put your efforts because you always seem to naturally head in that direction because you were always asking the intelligent questions I always think the quality of our life is determined by the quality of our questions and I would also go to say that the success of our business is determined by the quality of the questions we're asking in our business and you would come to session so focused on where is my next client coming from? What can I be doing to create clients? Is this working or not in order to create clients? Everything was always so focused on those things. It's no surprise yeah. to me that creating clients was something that has was obviously happening in your business and it's continued to happen and continued to become more, more um, predictable and more consistent, which is yeah. incredible. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? Yeah, well, I think <clears throat> it's lovely to hear that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. We really, really appreciate that. I think as well, if I think about um, what what I could sort of do by myself and what I couldn't do by myself, I think is what's, what, what's kind of coming to mind. And I think, yeah, I think I could be, I can be quite, like I can take action and I can, be quite yeah focused like you say in terms of what am I doing to to create clients etc but I think the piece that was missing sometimes was the trust that those clients were going to come yeah and the kind of the fear and the attachment and the anxiety around all of it um and I think that you know thinking about all sides of it like obviously success breeds confidence as well doesn't it so the more that the more that I've been consistent in getting clients the more that it gets easier to become less attached to every single discovery call and to be less anxious and trusting about where they're coming from but there was like a if I think back over the last six or seven months now since we first started there was definitely a gap between 
where where I was getting some clients and where I am now where I had to kind of hold the face almost yeah <laughs> um and and be patient which is not one of my skills you definitely help me with that as well um but try I'm just trying to pinpoint I think how that how how I sort of did that and I think it was just yeah the energetic side of things that you sort of taught me that 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 encouraging me to just keep on showing up from that place of trust as opposed to that place of anxiety and that really made a difference yeah and you know depending on whether you believe in manifestation all that stuff or not but I definitely think that that shift in my mindset helped to has helped to bring me clients without yeah. alongside the tangible actions that I was taking am I making sense <laughs> yes you are to me you are to me I'll, I'll reflect just in case it isn't but I think it is <laughs> But yeah, the actions that you're taking were always happening. It was the way that you were approaching those actions. And then when you're done with your actions, it's then how you just sit back and relax and enjoy it instead of being in attachment and anticipation. And I would say, I remember at the time as well, you were reading them. Was it The Magic by Rhonda? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, And there were, so obviously I, again, for my listeners, it's um, I think context is really important. Obviously, you were an incredible client and you were always so, so present throughout the program and so engaged with the coaching. And as, as we all do, it's um, it wasn't like I'm the only thing that you were doing. You you were reading, you were journaling, you were so proactive as well in the other sources that support you because it isn't just your coach that creates your success. You, A, do it all. You're 100% responsible for your results. And there were so many other wonderful influences that you were leveraging. And I loved that you would bring them to session and and joyfully share them and, and talk about how they were going to, how you were going to mix the things that you were taking from session and the things you were doing outside in your own time and making yeah. it work for you. I think that's the magic as well. It isn't just, yeah. it isn't, it isn't just coaching that does it. I'd be lying if I if I made out that it was. It's everything that you do that comes together. And that was another thing I loved about how you how you worked with the coaching and made it work for you alongside everything else that you do. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's totally right. Um and also that 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 combination of those things definitely helped to get my mindset in the right place. But there were certain things that definitely just it was it was weird the synchronicity of it like the way that what what I was learning from you and what I was learning outside sort of kind of went hand in hand um and the celebration that has been a really key one as well that that definitely will stay with with me I hope forever (laughs) like I remember every time I'd send you like a a note about a new client that I'd signed you'd be like great how are you going to (laughs) celebrate And I'm like, yes, yes, you're totally because it's so easy to forget to celebrate, to forget to be grateful, which was what the magic book that I was reading was all about. To be to be grateful for every little thing and and to celebrate each thing and and not to just let it go past and yeah. sort of not acknowledge it and and then always be searching for the next thing kind of thing. So yeah, that was that was so important to me. <laughs> Oh, I love this. I feel like this whole podcast has been a celebration of how much you've achieved. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Oh, it's so bumpy. <laughs> okay. So 
Is there any last words of wisdom that you would like to impart to everyone listening who is on this journey of building their business, whether it's to stay out of the nine to five or to um, build it alongside the nine to five? Is there anything else that you want to share or advise or um, remind them of before we wrap up? Um, I think, and I know that you talk about this a lot already anyway, but I think, think to remember that it's okay to do both. Um, and to sort of accept that you are going to feel a little bit like you're living two lives sometimes. Um, but that you don't, you don't necessarily, sometimes there's just too much pressure almost to go all in or to have your goal of when you're going to go all in on your business and all of that side of things. And almost like it's not okay to also have a nine to five in a way. So just, yeah, yeah, just to be kind to yourselves and to accept that it's okay to have both. And it, and to appreciate what your nine to five brings to you while still sort of working towards that kind of bigger goal. Um, and maybe you might not ever want to drop your nine to five completely mm-hmm. or some other form of income, whatever that might look like. And yeah. that's okay too. Like you can, you can be an amazing coach without necessarily having to go all in. Certainly at the beginning, I would say. I love that so much. Thank you for sharing. I couldn't agree more. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> It is an all or nothing. You get to have it all. And while while you're in the period of having both, why not fully embrace it? And it is a mm. really beautiful time to be in. Like now you can look back at your full-time job and go, well, you'll never have that again. And yeah, that's something to look back at with a lot of pride and a lot of um a lot of reverence. And also, actually, one last point to mention while I think of it is embracing the fact that that having your nine to five income and having income from your coaching because if you're not there that that will happen that will come you get to use that coaching income in a different way that you will do later on yes when you're more reliant on it so you can experiment you can you can you can invest in different things you can have a coach you can it gives you that freedom to be able to invest in your business in a way that you might not otherwise be able to do if you were if it was your sole source of income. So it's just to sort of embrace that aspect of it as well. Oh, brilliant, brilliant advice. I love it. <laughs> okay. How can people find you if they want to work with you? How, where, where are you on the interwebs or in the world? <laughs> um, I am mostly uh, social wise. I am on Instagram. So at Daisy Life Coaching. Uh, I'm Roz, not Daisy. Daisy is my dog. I named the business after her because she's full of joy and lives life to the fullest. Um, lots of people mistakenly call me Daisy, but I am Roz. <laughs> um, or on my website, which is uh, daisylifecoaching.com. Yeah, Amazing. those are the two main ways to find out about me. Love it. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being such oh, a you're very client. Welcome. And thank you for joining me on the episode. I've loved thank this. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know people listening will just, like I said earlier, will really find this inspiring and it will be a breath of fresh air, fresh air, not to hear it from just me, that you can build your business around the nine to five and it can be a beautiful experience if you've, as you've just shown. So thank you again and I'll catch up Welcome. with you very soon.